With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Michael Adams. That's about the truthful man's dream to find it. <clears throat> it is uh, November the 18th, 2015. I'm going to do part three of Union Jack. A fine example of Jen's sophistry and classistry. And I have my news. Number one, UFO captured in photo of Earth taken from ice as us, International Space Station, with its fake, its, uh, its computer generated imagery of the Earth. And of course, we know that it's not even in space. Therefore, thank you very much for more crap. Um, what else we got here? <clears throat> Uh, Pope Francis says the Catholic Church must not surrender to terrorism that they have created. I added that but last part. The week. Alluding Wednesday uh, to last week's terrorist attack in Paris, Pope Francis announced the Catholic Church will not change its open-door policy of absolute satanic blasphemy. <clears throat> along with their daughter churches, so they're not all that alone. We don't want them to feel alone now, do we? Catholic bishop uh, revised voter guide after debate over Pope Francis' agenda. Washington Post, Jesuits controlled, rag. How ISIS will punish you for drinking beer, talking uh, to women and more. As they use their, as they are, of course, part of this, the Roman Empire's plan of creating uh, their Third World War. All parties are guilty. Vatican uh, would be nice if Mother Teresa made saint in 2016, although she was turned out to be a pretty wicked woman. <laughs> Uh, and a whole bunch of nonsense about ISIS and things going on. So I imagine we'll talk some about that with, if we were lucky. And Keith, or not Keith, if Chris is willing to be part of a conversation tomorrow, that'd be great. <clears throat> Malaysia sickened by citizens beheading. And uh, Philippines, <laughs> prominently Roman Catholic country. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeremiah sixteen nineteen. O Lord, my strength and my fortress, my refuge in the day of affliction. The, den- the Gentiles shall come unto the from the ends of the earth, and shall say, Surely our fathers have inter- inherited lies, vanity, and things where 
and there's no profit. So what I was thinking of is I'll start uh, maybe reading the book of Jasper before I actually get into the book. I find this book very interesting, and I find it very interesting that it was kind of taken from the uh, canonical, or the, you know, the canonical, the whatever you want to call them, the uh, quote-unquote 66 books of 66. The earth is flat, folks. I'll bet anybody a thousand bucks to disprove it because, you know what, I really could use the money. Anyways, here a book uh, of Jasser, which for some reason was taken out of uh, the Bible. We'll read chapter 1. And God said, let us make man in our image. After I like this, and God created man in his own image. God formed man from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul endowed with speech. And the Lord said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make unto him a helpmate. All right. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept and he took away one of his ribs. And he built flesh upon it and formed it and brought it to Adam. And Adam awoke from his sleep and beheld a woman was standing before him. And he said, This is a bone of my bones, and it shall be called women, woman. And for this has been taken from man. And Adam called her name Eve for she was the mother, the mother of all living. And God blessed them and called them their names, Adam and Eve, in, in the day. And that he created them, and the Lord God said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And the Lord God took Adam and his wife, and he placed them in the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. He commanded them and said to them, From every tree of the garden you may eat, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in in the day that you eat, therefore you shall surely die. And when God had blessed and commanded them, he he went from them, and Adam and his wife dwelt in the garden according to the command which the Lord had commanded them. And the serpent which God had created with them in the the earth came to them to incite them to transgress the command of God which he had uh, commanded them. And the serpent enticed and pursued the woman to eat from the tree of knowledge. And the woman hearkened to the voice of the serpent, and she transgressed the word of God, and took from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and she ate, and she took from it, and gave also to her husband, and and he ate. And Adam and his wife transgressed the command of God, which he commanded them, and God knew it, and 
his anger was kindled against them and cursed them. And the Lord God drove them that day from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from which they were taken. And they went and dwelt at the east of the Garden of Eden. And Adam knew his wife Eve, and she bore two sons and three daughters. Mm-hmm. And she called the name of the firstborn Cain, saying, I have obtained a man from the Lord. And the name of the other she called Abel, for she said, In vanity we came into the earth, and in vanity we shall be taken from it. Whatever that means. And the boys grew up, and their fathers gave them a possession in the land, and Cain was a tiller of the ground and able a good, uh, and able a keeper of sheep. And it was at the expiration of, the, of a few years that they were brought an approximating offering I don't know whether that means approximating offering to the Lord and Cain brought from the fruit of the ground and Abel brought from the first the firstlings of his flock from the fat thereof and God turned and inclined to Abel his offering and a fire came down from the Lord of having consumed it and unto Cain and his offering, the Lord did not turn, and he did not incline to it. For he had brought from the inferior, inferior fruit of the ground before the Lord, and Cain was jealous against his brother Abel on the account of this, and he sought a pretext to slay him. And in some time after, Cain and Abel, his brother, went one day into into the field to do their work, and they were both in the field, Cain tilling and plowing his ground, and Abel feeding his flock, and the flock passed. That part which Cain had plowed in the ground, and it sorely grieved Cain on this count. <clears throat> he would be a little miffed. And Cain approached his brother Abel in anger, and he said unto him, What is there between me and thee, that thou comest to dwell and bring thy flock to feed in my land? And Abel answered his brother Cain and said unto him, What is there between me and thee, that thou shalt eat the flesh of my flock and clothe thyself with um, their wool? Mm, having a little bit of an infighting going on between the both of them, in fact. Hmm. And now, therefore, put off the wool of my sheep with which thou hast clothed thyself and recompense me for their fruit and flesh which thou hast eaten. When thou shalt have done this, I will then go from thy land as thou hast said. So it sounds like Abel was got to be a little bit of a jerk himself, wasn't he? Well, he wasn't that perfect of a saint himself, huh? 
Hey, Kate said to his brother Abel, surely if I slay thee this day, who will require thy blood from, from me? And Abel answered Cain, saying, Surely God who has made us in the earth, he will avenge my cause, and he will require my blood from thee, shouldest thou slay me, from, for the Lord is the judge and arbiter, and it is he who will require men according to his evil, and the wicked man according to his wickedness that he may do upon the earth. And now, if thou shouldest slay me here, surely God knoweth thy secret views, and will judge thee for the evil which thou didst declare to do unto me this day. And when Cain heard these words which Abel, his brother, had spoken, behold, in anger and Cain was kindled against the brother Abel for declaring this thing. And Cain hastened and rose up and took an iron part of the of his plowing instrument. Apparently, they knew how to iron make back then. <laughs> really, <clears throat> with which he suddenly smuts his brother and slew him. And Cain spilt the blood of his brother Abel upon the earth. And the blood of Abel streamed upon the earth before the flock. After this, Cain repented, having slain his brother. And he was sadly grieved, and he wept over him, and it vexed him exceedingly. And Cain rose up and dug a hole in the field, wherein he put his brother's body, and he turned the dust over it. And the Lord knew what Cain had done, to his brother, and the Lord appeared to Cain and said to him, Where is Abel thy brother that was with thee? And Cain dissembled and said, Disassembled and said, I do not know, am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said unto him, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground where thou hast slain him. For thou hast slain thy brother and hast dissembled him before me and didst imagine in thy heart that I saw thee not and not knew all thy actions. But thou didst this thing and didst slay thy brother for naught. And because he spoke rightly to thee, and now, therefore, curse be thou from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive thy brother's blood for thy hand, from thy hand, and wherein thou didst bury him. And it shall be, when thou shalt till it, it shall no more give thee its strength as in in the beginning, for thorns and thistles shall the ground produce, and thou shalt be moving and wandering the earth until the day of thy death. At that time, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and from the place where he was, and went moving and wandering in the land towards the east of Eden.
and he and all the belong all belonging to him. And Cain knew his wife in those days, and she conceived and bare a son, and he called his name Enoch, saying, In the time of the Lord began to give him rest and quiet in the earth. And at that time Cain also began to build a city. He built a city, and he called the name of the city Enoch, according to the name of his son, for in those days the Lord had given him the rest upon the earth and did not move about and wander as in the beginning. And Irid, like Iraq, but with a D at the end of it, Arid, Irid was born unto Enoch, and Arid begat Machuzlom, and Machuzlom begot Methuselah. I hope I pronounced that. Machuyol. It's M E C H U Y A E L. Chapter 1. It's going to be an interesting book. Especially as you get into it. Okay. <clears throat> um, we'll get back into this reading of this fine piece of Jesuit sophistry. I'm reading left on the Freemasonic number, this Luciferian number 33, page 33, only because I had read so much and I was tired. It is tiring actually doing all this reading. I understand why other guys just do it for 40 minutes or something like that. But since they have a life and I don't, and um, this is my way of escape from being, <laughs> I'm going to do it this way. So. Okay, here we go back into this book, uh, The Union Jack, of supposedly anonymous author, although somehow attributed the name Helen Peters, Peters to it. So far, we've heard a lot as far as you know the warning of this whole communitarianism, communitarianism, or whatever they want to call it, this blending between the apostate Christianity, which is the majority of it out there, and I'm understating that by the way when I say the majority of it, uh, with uh, the world. And with, with quote unquote communism, it's turning out that the majority of quote unquote Protestant churches, along with quote Catholic churches, controlled by the Jesuits, and of course communism and fascism, uh, they don't address all this, but they already forewarned what the, uh, the the goal in mind is for the future of the corporation of the United States of America. And I will once again as. Uh, the last two shows, I will interject my own into it, since it is an anonymous author, and therefore, I guess there's no way it really plagiarizing rights or anything like that, especially the fact that it's a free PDF online. So, And it was a book that was written 45, maybe even closer to 50 years ago, although it was published in 1970 by somebody. 
Okay, uh, it is our purpose to just demonstrate the latent meaning of our new total confusion to show that what seems like confusion and contradiction to us is perfectly normal and guided by the invisible power of the Jesuit slash Roman Empire slash British Empire. I know they like to try once again. One of the things I'm trying to emphasize here is this whole thing about British Israel and the British Empire. I mean, it's only acting on behalf of its masters coming out of Rome. And if we just spend a little time and do a little bit of research, we realize the majority of the history of uh, the Britain or England or the British Isles have been under the influence control of Rome. Mm, the overwhelming majority of his existence. Yes, there was Protestant movements, and yes, there was a time, and people will say somewhere from 100 to 200 years, depending how you look at it. But I feel that that's a little bit... Just more, life is a lot more complicated than that. We know that the Treaty of 1213, <clears throat> with the Pope, you know, I handed over all the rights of the property of England. It has been that way. Now for 800 years. To conquer the world and then hold it in subjection, its spirit must first be overcome, and this is the purpose of the kingdom's message of the slash Jesuit British propaganda. We hope to show its true nature and scope and to what extent it has made us a, a vassal state as surely as we were bound with chains. And of course, we know that once again, the Treaty of Paris in 1783, that Nothing ever really changed. For the average person, enslaved in this uh, corporation called uh, United States of America, it simply was just a, a reorganization of things. So that those who were running, maintaining the plantation, got a little more out of it. They felt like they were being ripped off, not getting their fair share. We wish to make it unequivocally clear that if a people is imbued with the spirit of the kingdom message, of course we're talking about the kingdom of God on earth, the belief that there is to be a millennial paradise, this is all coming straight out of Rome, by the way, it is hopeless futility to fight the political intrigue, as they cannot fight that which they believe in their hearts. The emphasis is not on political British Jew Masonic Jesuit Roman communism, I added the Jesuit Roman in there, but upon the spiritual British Jewish Jesuit Masonic Roman Satanic Kingdom of God on earth. Of course, this is the Satanic system that we're talking about. And of course, Islam is part of it. So basically, Islam is basically Baal worship, it looks like. I don't know, I'm 100% sure, because I don't know enough about Baal worship, but that's what a lot of people say. In whatever, regardless of it, it is part of the Satan's world 
religion that already seems to already exist. It just needs to be, I guess. He and his servants and his minions want to uh, have it consolidated, make it a more universal one religion. Our concern is the attempt of the Jew slash Jesuit slash British cartel, the cabal, the Talmud, Talmudic cabal, capitalism, cabalism, right? Uh, their Masonic stooges throughout the world to build and remember that the Jesuits control these the Masonic stooges. Black Pope being the head of the, of the Masonic Stooges, uh, throughout the world to build a world state in the name of Christ. It is not their politics. It is their spirit that has overwhelmed us. They would remove our faith from God's supernatural, king, supernatural kingdom and relegate us to the natural order based upon the degeneracy of a Luciferian sex cult given to us in the pious name of the kingdom of God on earth. Now, this is a very coded message, and it's interesting. What they're saying is it's papacy. I understand what that part of the reason why he's not saying the papacy and what he's not saying. And, and we know that in the Bible it says, once again, that the um, dragon gives us his power Again, if we're talking about the city on seven hills adorned in, you know, their scarlet and purple and all the their gold and all that. Um, oh, when I'm thinking about that, I was, I was looking at I, when I had, was uh, doing the show with uh, Darren Nesbitt, I, I said that uh, uh, order our chaos order a out of chaos is found in the Vatican. I'm sure it is, but I can't find it. Therefore, I told him that I can't find it. Most likely it's not there. I know I saw it once. At least I thought I did. Uh, regardless of whether it's engraven on some statue image in, in, in Rome or the Vatican, I don't know. I'm sure it is. Uh, as far as the double-headed eagle, you'll find that being... <laughs> Not only a representation of the Roman Empire, but the Knights of Balta, they use that same symbol. So, And therefore, the odds are that that's there, too. I know I thought I saw that in the Vatican as well. It would be natural that it would be, regardless of whether it is or not. It doesn't really matter in the day. It's, and although they communicate through their symbols, and if you don't understand what they're trying to symbolize, then or try with the messages through these symbols. Um, you know, what can you do? But you can look at their behavior, and you can look who's all belong to it. So they talk about this Luciferian sex cult, which, you know, the the oldest religion that we know, that I know of, is the serpent religion, the religion of the snake, the religion of the serpent, of course, Lucifer. Sex cult, or the uh, Satanarian, or the Satana, um, this is all part of Satanism, and but this you know stop being flat out uh, openly Satanic. Once again, the uh, 
we have this pious name, the kingdom of God, and this thin veil of Christianity, which it's turning out that most likely it's throughout all Christianity. It doesn't really matter if it's Roman Catholic or Protestant at this point. It's all the same. If not, it was always always the same, along with the, all the other religions of the world. You see that hexagram all over the... Is that what it is? Or the, what do we call this? Star David or the... Star Rathom and the Satanic Star, you find it everywhere. So, uh, it's interesting. Once again, to go back here, we'll look at we'll talk about the cult of Saturn or Sat Satana, Satanus, Satan, Satanism. Um, a Satanism group are different philosophical and religious beliefs based on the focus on Satan. Openly, obviously, it is an estimated that, that this is uh, this is from Wikipedia, so the numbers probably are not accurate. Either most likely much greater than fifty thousand, but fifty thousand is a significant number. Uh, and this course was nineteen ninety when they suggested that, and that was now twenty five years ago. So <laughs> you can might as well triple that, quadruple that. Wouldn't be surprised at least a million Satanists in the, in the United States of America. Now, also throughout the rest of Western Europe and in Russia and throughout the world. I mean, it basically, the difference is is the it, um, it becoming opened into the light. <clears throat> and uh, what I find fascinating is uh, how in the Roman Catholic countries in particular, how it's predominantly this growth has happened, especially in the 1990s onward, and whether it's the United States, Poland, Lithuania, or Soviet Union, of course, we don't, of course, the Soviet Union is Catholic, it's just, uh, it's just Eastern Orthodox Catholic Church, it just doesn't recognize the papacy, it doesn't want to bow down 100% yet to Rome, you see, this is all part of the problem, the academic movements try to make it all happen, right? The Satanist groups that appeared after the 1960s were widely diverse. Uh, although public practice of Satanism began with the founding of the Church of Satan in 1966, historical precedents exist. A group called the Off uh, the Offite Cultus Satanus was founded in Ohio by Herbert Alter uh, Sloan in 1948, and then of course that happens to be my uh, uh, you know, I live in the suburb of Toledo, Ohio, and I actually lived on that street where just <laughs> blocks down the road is where it was, and I had no idea. <clears throat> and I think I mentioned that as well. I think it's uh, either a coincidence, but maybe something has spiritual behind it. There was 13 years ago. Definitely 13 years ago, I was uh, completely lost. I was all about myself and music and my work and somehow, you know, in the middle of a divorce, just smoking a lot of pot and drinking a, a fifth of Jack Daniels a day and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, there are, like, by the way, that was not my majority of my life. That was only about three years of my life it was like that, actually. I was lost in other ways. Um, still was lost in prior to it, obviously. <clears throat> Being raised a Mormon and 
going through the public school system and just being raised by the television, then they alter us eight and I had that much of a choice. And all about the mercy of God, you and I are talking. And I'm talking about this stuff and learning, and by the mercy of God, I'm learning a little bit of his truth every day. Um, there are signs that the satanic beliefs have become more socially tolerated, and of course it is. Uh, he has a downward pointing pentacle, uh, pe- uh, is used, or pentagram, of course, which is used to represent Satanism. Uh, and when you look at that, uh, Baphomet has the upright pentagram. And when you look at the, the flag of the United States of America and all these other countries, whether they have one star or 50 stars, it all represents one thing. Ironically, it's Luciferianism or Satanism. So one more, and it's not an ironic, but it's just reality. So back to this thing. Let's go back to what I was supposed to be doing. It's easy to get sidetracked and all this. I mean, it's real easy for me, as you know. And um, uh, I'll get sidetracked a little more here. A uh, strange tale of the Oswego uh, uh, man who wrote Morgan Robertson. It sounds very familiar. He wrote this from... Uh, <clears throat> 14 years prior to the sinking of the Titanic, a book about it um, in, in uh, 1898. So, this, 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 uh, uh, what do you call it? Not dispotism. Um, dystopic, dystopic novels is this uh, Catholic, uh, Roman Catholic, uh, Anglican Catholic. Uh, the British and the Roman Empire and the priests um, were so involved in this guy from Oswego, which used to be uh, Roman Catholic. You see, uh, Roberts was born in 13, uh, 1730 and 1861. Oswego, Oswego was the the son of Andrew and Amela Robertson. He attended Swago High uh, Swago Schools, number six, on the site where St. Paul Church Cathedral says stay. <clears throat> Anyways, he uh, wrote this book. Uh, was it? Uh, he wrote, he written a book of fiction called Futility about the unsinkable British ocean liner named Titan. Uh, that hits an iceberg in North Atlantic in April and sinks, taking hundreds to the bottom of the ocean. <clears throat> and knowing how the Luciferians, the look, just the Rome, the, the elite in the Roman Empire—that's really wonderful. That's what I'm going to say. I mean, so just let's just 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 uh, take away the uh, mystic, the mystique about all this, okay? Um, the elite in the Roman Empire, whether you want to call them the Illuminati or uh, Luciferians or Satanists, it's all the same. There are just different degrees of how wicked and evil they are. But they all have the same agenda, and that is to create uh, um, their kingdom of God on earth. <laughs> you understand where they rule. And it's nothing, it's really not that complicated. It's a dictatorship. It's a fascist 
wicked, militaristic, uh, perverse uh, empire that rules the world. It satisfies the wickedness of men, and as long as they have their money and their power and their prestige, they get away from a lot of things, and they'll have their high priests of Baal or um, the bishops of Mithra uh, uh, are basically Satan's representatives on, under the guise of Christianity, whether Roman Catholic or Protestant. It doesn't really matter at this point. I think one of the, the cutting edges that just blows me away is, and issues is the fact that one, one, one really addresses the issue of the world that we live in and goes beyond the superficial fact that they fake the moon language, which is, you know, certainly not, I should rephrase it because it's not really that superficial of an issue. It's a big issue. And it's blinded the world, but they're all involved with this, and this whole thing about you know what our world really looks at, you know, and you finally realize that the only source you could trust is the Bible, and the Bible says it's clear that it's a circle, it's got four corners, a circle is not a sphere, and that um, the reason, the only thing you could assume is when you look at what happened in the 1950s uh, 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 with the Operation High Jump, I believe it is, and Fishbowl, and uh, and what was going on in the Arctic, and with the nuclear weapons that were detonating, or they were hitting something, and and um, I imagine it would be the, it's not just the ether, but the, the firmament, whatever that is, when people speculate all they want, but the problem is we don't have that privilege to really know what it is today, um, but that God might reveal that. Um, we're all waking up. We're all we're kind of going back to the way it was. We start reading Jasser, you start to realize the book of Jasser uh, and the Book of Enoch really support the a flat world Earth model and how things really are. And I understand why they didn't want it in the Bible, both Protestant and Roman Catholic. Mm. Because with this new world, this <clears throat> this goal that's been going on for hundreds of years, um, of creating the kingdom of God on Earth, um, it was going to interfere with the mind control that they have and their plans for deceiving us completely. Remember, they do serve the dragon. And the dragon is part of this reason why. Because Satan is prince of this world and has been given the right to be that, obviously by our Heavenly Father, for whatever the reason that may be, as a leading from coming from the fall, man, whatever that is. Um, that uh, if you're going to be a power player in this world, well, you know, you're going to serve him. And if you have that desire of building a king, your, uh, kingdom on earth, well, that's what you're going to do, right? You're not going to follow the true living God. You're not going to follow his ways. You're going to follow Satan's ways. So, unfortunately, that's the way it is. And people will think that you're just being childish and all the other stuff, but that's because they don't, they're blinded. They're under strong delusion. And see, 
we all are in a strong delusion. So they'll they'll find great offense for you saying that because they really don't want to know the truth. I'm going to plug this in before I lose the juice in my headset. See, most people don't really want to know the truth. Do we really? Because, I mean, let's not give you such a discover that the world actually isn't round, like they said. Um, and you discover about the Pope and the Jesuits, and then you discover about the Protestant churches and where they're involved and everything, and then you discover about how you just like. Hmm. And now, Christian, there's that strategy, too, and our discovery, too, with even the Word of God and what they gave us. Um, once again, it's not what they say, it's what they don't say, it's what they leave out. Now we're going to learn with Jesser about this. You're going to find very interesting, very interesting correlations um, between uh, what's going on today and what was going on during um, prior to the flood, the endemic period in this world. And it's the same thing. It's the same damn thing, man. I can tell you right now, our Lord Savior Jesus Christ wasn't lying when he says it would be as the days of Noah. And we're going to learn how, uh, I can see why it's so important to read these extra con- uh, canonical or whatever scripture for non-whatever biblical scripture, whatever they want to call it. Because and they also have questioned and rises, why they, did they take it away from us? You know, um, 500 years ago, people believed the earth was flat. Now people are so in a strong delusion, they believe they live on a ball. And that the universe is tens of millions of year, light years away, and that uh, we're, we're floating in space going uh, 66 thousand is sixty six thousand and six hundred plus miles an hour through space got to have that sixty six in there don't you the latino man <clears throat> the representation of the satanic babylonian mystery babylonian religion which by the way obviously encompasses no more than just brick and mortar churches on a sunday or saturday or whatever day Look your government, your public school system, uh, the high priests of astrophysics, etc. But anyway, it's very interesting that this, uh, uh, looking pretty strongly, this Robertson was a Jesuit trained uh, young man and family from the East. And uh, he wrote this, amazingly, he wrote this book uh, 14 years prior about a boat named the Titanic that hits an iceberg in the North Atlantic in April. I don't know if you knew about that. So anyway, it's called uh, Futility, blah, 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 blah. And then you look at this, what the, 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 the cats and the, what's going on in <clears throat> Great Britain. Is it any real stretch? It's just because we were on the other side of the pond that that was not been happening here. Uh, you know what I mean? These the dystopic novels to basically um, kind of a way of uh, letting the insiders know what the future holds, the big plan, uh, and then now. Uh, 
of, you know, this whole thing about public relations and indoctrination and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and um, uh, predictive programming, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that was, had something to do with it, too. But if anybody thinks that that's really coincidence, um, you're pretty stupid. <laughs> that's all I've got to say. You're pretty gullible, let's put it that way. Let's put it that way, gullible. And who, yeah, I maybe rephrase that because we all are pretty stupid and we all have our gullible aspects of our lives. We're all pretty gullible. So that wasn't fair. Let me rephrase that. Uh, let me take that back. Um, I understand if you don't believe. You know, the truth is stranger than fiction. Life is very strange. It's very strange. I gotta not be so harsh on other people. It just makes me look bad. It makes me. And then to please God or anybody else for that matter. So, so anyways, we're talking about this whole agenda, the degeneracy of a Luciferian sex cult given to us, and a pious nature of the kingdom of God on earth. And by the way, you know, it's not, once again, it was written 50 years ago, and um, never, I never heard my whole life, I never even heard about Luciferianism until a couple of years ago. 47 years old, almost 48. Now, I knew I was pretty, uh, I know I wasn't hardcore and naive to a lot of the world, but I did still, I thought it was pretty much hip to what mostly was going on in the world. It just turns out I wasn't at all. I mean, I never had a conversation once with anybody. I never even heard anybody ever talk about Luciferianism. Never. I had no idea there was such a thing. Apparently, it's quite a popular thing. So, if you're going to be an Israel extreme open Satanist, well, you can be a, a, a church, like one of the churches of a sat, Satan, Satanist, Satan. But a lot of these, if you're going to be in the, the mystery schools, when you get this, you know, you hide it. You don't want to be in the open. So, you be a Luciferian, right? Type of thing, you know? I don't know if I have it all figured out there at all. I'm sure I don't. I really don't know if I want to. Only if it's necessary, I guess. It is uh, our spirit which determines if our faith is in the Alpha and Omega of the living Christ or in the kingdom of God on earth of the fallen angel. You're going to find that this fallen angel business is bigger than just the, an idea. <laughs> it really is. The British Israel is the mask of the commercial enterprise and the likes of which the world has never known. And, of course, we know, once again, after at least Rome. Uh, this mask is spiritual propaganda through which it is educating the people for world government. It is, uh, it is fed to us in biblical language, building its a blueprint of action with a predictive and futuristic scheme of Bible prophecy, when we unmask and remove the cloak of self-righteousness, we find that the spiritual deception of British Israel is laying the foundation for the world domination 
uh, the Jesuit slash Roman slash British slash Jewish slash Empire. It's interesting if you look at a map, especially the flat earth gold map, uh, you look, you know, uh, you look at the history along with that of the Roman Empire, you see that pretty much Britain has always been part of the Roman Empire for the past 2,000 years, and uh, I see why Rome, the Roman Emperor would hold to um, Britain and how, how much they would want that strategically, its location. Um, very logical place, and because you also had that natural uh, wall of fortress, uh, the 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 channel and the um, the North Sea and etc. It's it, it's understandable has been a uh, launching platform um, for the Roman Empire. So. Um, and I think that, you know, this person, because of, uh, I think it was obviously uh, too painful to bring up the, the Roman Catholic element of all this. So. <clears throat> it's part of their process. It's, it is really Jesuit sophistry because they don't bring it up really. <laughs> That's what it is. So. The mantle of the British Empire is British Israel. A uh, is the the Pharisaic Christianity, which I don't see that any different than the, the Catholic Church, which is a spiritual lie that says Anglo-Saxondom and the Jews make up God's people on earth, and that as a, a physical seed of Abraham. And they, you know, it's a strong element of the Babylonian system, that's for sure. So. It is very relevant. Okay. They are to form the theocratic world government to enforce peace on earth under the rulership of Christ. World Jewelry and the Kabbalist masonry are working the political and economic intrigues to fit the scheme of British Israel prophecy. World events are uh, manipulated so as to merge with the prediction of the British Israel, and the very elect will be deceived if it were possible. And I would have to say that they've done a, a miserably dismal job as far as that goes. If you really are one of them for the very elect, you should at some point in your maturity in Christ realize that the state of Israel is of Satan and not of God, the true living God, but only of the prince of this world. That is not biblical in any way, shape, or form. You'd be under a very strong delusion to believe that the state of Israel or the white people are so inclined, that are so chosen to be superior to everyone else. Hence the reason why you look at a guy like Eric John Phelps, and what is he actually doing? He got the Jewish name, and he's promoting this white supremacy, and he's attacking uh, uh, the Jew. You know, this is what he is. He's a Israeli uh, apologist. A watered-down version of it, but, you know, it's still, that's what he is. And you understand this is all part of the whole 
satanic strategy of saying, well, our group's the right one. No, our, no, you're wrong. Our group's the right wrong. No, no, no. Our group's the right one. And so you have this, since they're all wrong and they're all operating under a satanic system, uh, it's perfect for Satan right now. Actually, I can't even see a reason why he would want to even have a one-world religion. He already has it. And there is, you know, there's nothing better as far as control than dividing people up. Do you really just want to have one universal religion and government? I guess that's the ultimate dream. And maybe you will have, end up having this Babylonian or this vision of Nimrod again where you have a, a one giant city-state. But don't we already have that, basically? Really? Honestly, don't we really already have that? I mean, even China at this point is more westernized than it ever was. It's, it's, it's lost its roots. Japan's lost. Everyone's lost their roots. I think really, really look at things in 2015, the whole notion of uh, independent states and nations has been um, systematically over the many centuries been uh, dismantled to a point where everyone basically has their nation state, but really everyone's serving the same master. I can't see if anybody who's not. The only real problem at this point that they have is, and they knew they were going to have, was Mohammedism because this, you know, and I'm saying they now, I'm talking about the Roman Empire and the Romanists, the Satanists out of Rome in Western Europe. Satanists that we learned about in the final empire. And one has to ask the question, you know, as time goes on. I mean, if we look at today, um, one of the things, you know, I always say is that the two legs of the Roman Empire are, you know, the eastern and the western legs of uh what we see represent, represented by uh, Moscow and Rome, then there's there, but then there there is Mohammedism, and they are huge, and we know that it's a satanic system, and the same as um, that of Rome, and I think, <laughs> oh, what a masterful satanic plan it was, and of course God allowed it to be. Um, we look at the fact that you know who's then who. Who wants Satan more? You know what I mean? Just says who wants God more? If you know, if you re it really comes down to this, there's the the primary number one battle is: Are you going to be a follower of the way, of truth, and light it, in spirit and truth, or are you going to be a follower of this kingdom of God on earth, which is of Satan? And then, if you're the follower of the kingdom of God, and uh, which is Satan, then you have of course, he's a liar, a deceiver, etc. You know, if you're a liar and deceiver, do you really? I mean, is, what's more to his advantage having these two superpowers of Satan battle each other out? You hear all sorts of theories and all that kind of thing, but we've been hearing now of this giant one new world order, super religion, super government. 
and maybe it still will be, but I really am getting the it's really strong impression that it's always been it's just that we just don't understand Satan's machinations, the satanic system, because we're not privy to it. And we can praise God for that one. We really could, because you know what? Um, why in the heck would we want to be to be part of it? Okay, the curtain is about to be raised for the final act of World War III. Absolute control of the world uh, propaganda apparatus has successfully made the people of the world believe that as a military economic power, the British Empire is gone. This is a very valid point. Therefore, we must decipher its propaganda and penetrate the myth of the bygone empire Empire, and recognize that only its name and outward appearance has changed. <clears throat> Hiding in the same world confederation of political and economic power and the progress towards forward towards its goal of a world state in which it seeks to control the, of the wealth and gov- governments of all nations. And of course... <laughs> <laughs> the divine right to rule coming out of the papacy in Rome, and of course this is this is where the the, the beauty of the recognizing a little more of the, of the big picture when you see this and you start seeing the sophistry and castry. And yeah, right. You know what? Uh, yeah, there's a British Empire that's beholden to the Roman Empire, which beholden to Rome. What does that mean? Well, you know, there was, uh, what did we look back at uh, the Bible and Herod inherited his empire, but he was beholden to Rome. Same same idea. They just happened to be um, the big boys in the block for the past several hundred years. And whether that was intended, planned by Satan and the satanic system or coincidence, I don't know. But that is what it is at this point. And of course, once again, America, United States of America, is a British colony. Therefore, it's simply just doing the bidding of Rome, uh, the British, I guess, Western, I don't know what it is. What do you call it? The, British Isles uh, portion of the Roman Empire. Okay. Um, the propaganda penetrate the myth of the uh, bygone empire and recognize that only its name and outward appearance has changed, and, uh, changed, hiding the same world confederation of political and economic power and progressing forward towards its goal of a world state in which it seeks to control the wealth and governments of all the nations, of course, is the goal of the papacy. Paramount in this struggle is the battle for the spirit of the world, making political and military considerations only complementary. Therefore, it is the building of the spiritual political state through which the British Roman Empire seeks absolute domination and we must now recognize 
the neo-British empire in terms of spiritual power, which we identified as the crypto-Christianity. <laughs> so you hear this crypto-Christianity, crypto-Jews as another Jesuitical term, and coming straight out of the Roman Catholic Church. This power is hammering away the five senses of the world and stilling the people, the uh, people with a revived Judaic Phariseeism that the Commonwealth of Israel of God is the British Israel Commonwealth of the World. Which, once again, is subordinate to Rome. We perceive this new Christianity which has enveloped the globe, uh, the absolute power of a supposedly dead British Empire which is sightly and skillfully closing its stranglehold on a people deluded with the fictitious fundamental Christianity, otherwise known as Catholicism. Which all the major religious Christian sects are part of. If we expect to understand the power struggle in the world, which is prescribed only by the British Empire, we must recognize its might under its uh, due symbols of the Christian cross and the Christian flag as the military and the political significance of the Union Jack, which looks exactly like the uh, Basilica Square there at the Vatican, doesn't it? The sun wheel. Well, we won't talk about this because we're Catholic apologists. Um, as the military and political significance of the Union Jack is lowered from sight, the spiritual power is increased under a now universal Christian cross and flag. Universalism, Catholicism, uh, Anglicanism is basically that. The power is the same and the struggle is the same. It's, oh, it is only that the political, military, and economic aspects of the empire have been concealed with the spiritual power of British Israel uh, Christianity, in quotes, it is only Satan appearing as an angel in light. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Anonymous, because you don't know who do want to really. I would as imagine I would feel pretty much like a hypocrite. If seekers of the truth would understand the political forces, they must see the spiritual power that is guiding them to harmonize towards a world state in the name of Christ. Of course, this world state will be led by the three nation states of the Vatican, London, Washington, D.C., with the realization probably that Washington, D.C. will be thrown into Oblivion will be uh, removed because once we no longer can be the the bullies in the block for Rome, somebody else will take the place. Now we see what the real struggle between uh, superpowers, quote unquote, like Russia and America, really is all about. Since neither neither one of them act unilaterally for their own behalf, 
The American politics, economic, and military uh, posture is being carefully guided to fit the propaganda of the kingdom of message. We are being portrayed and ravaged in the name of the unbiblical scheme of biblical prophecy, which is preparing us for a final ruin under the guise of the synthetic hogwash called Christianity, or Catholicism, or Roman Catholicism, or Anglican Catholicism, or etc., right? Orthodox Catholicism, Protestantismisms. The excuse for our uh, agony and coming destruction is J. R the J. It's got J there. Now like a J. Our national sins, which are justified, which quotations from Old Testament prophets. Americans have been lied to so much by the prophets of the Jew. Masonic, British, Catholic, Israel, that E and Jesuits, in big brackets, Jesuits, that even now the truth is stranger than fiction. Our purpose is to make known that the treachery and betrayal of the American people is covered with the pious prophecies of the coming kingdom of God on earth. And we shall analyze the meaning of the very, this very efficient propaganda and reveal its extra-biblical attempt at merging biblical prophecy and secular history to advance the plan of world domination by the Jesuit Roman-controlled British Empire. The kingdom of God on earth that Christ established is the kingdom of grace that you can't find in a church or a wafer. I wish that person who wrote that book hears this, if they're still alive, and I hope it just bothers them. They repent. It filled the whole earth, yet it came not with observation. It is a grace. It is a kingdom of the election according to grace, all from all nations and generations. Christ, through His atoning blood, of our is our personal Savior individually, said not collectively, in a racial or national sense. Or religious sense. For we know that the number one political institution in the world that even surpasses the crown in Britain is the papacy. I think they tell us that the number one politician is the Pope. They don't even hide it. Now the argument would be, well, how can we never hear anything about the British crown and all that kind of stuff? And that's a very valid point. Very valid point. Now it's going to always hear why is they so open about the the papacy and not the crown, or even if it's to be honest, even the Jews. But let's also talk about the Protestant leadership. We, if for a Protestant country, you know, the truth of the matter is, we know hardly anything about Protestant leaders of this day. And we can say, well, that's because we are we, we live in a country that's controlled by the uh, the Jesuits. 
Well, if the Jew Protestants controlled by the Jesuits too, how come we don't hear anything about them? Unless there's a sex scandal once in a while, or more likely uh, some kind of discrepancy about paying taxes. These are very valid questions. Either uh, the attempt is to just make them seem non-existent, or in reality, the papacy represents them all. Could be an argument in itself, right? Oh, you hate Roman Catholics. No, I don't hate Roman Catholics. I don't. I just hate lies and the deceptions. And they, you know what? The lies and deceptions are overwhelming. And they really are overwhelming. So I want to take a little break for the reading. Um, I think we're going to go. Um, hopefully, got us juice on here. No, well, it's not red. So anyway, I think we're going to listen to. Um, what we're going to listen to. Let's see if I can find it. Appears a little slow. The planets lie, fallen angel deception from our enclosed flat Earth. I think it's pretty interesting. Eight minutes. My God, my shoulder blades are hurting like heck. For some reason, I've been having other problems with pinching my shoulder blades. I think I need to find a way to work out. I need to find a way to. De-stress. Unstress. <laughs> this this helps a little bit. It certainly does, but it's. Let me tell you, it's not easy being. Not easy being me. Anyways, let's check this out.
The Book of Enoch Aramaic fragments were found in the Dead Sea Scrolls in 1947. The displayed fragment described the heavenly revolt of the fallen angels and their descent to earth to cohabit with the daughters of men and to reveal secret knowledge to mankind, a story hinted at Genesis 6. What's interesting also about the book of Enoch is the cosmology and the creation account, specifically with the stars, the sun, and the moon, as luminaries as they're described in the book of Enoch. This book was not included in the canon of the Hebrew Bible, but it is quoted by and referenced by the Bible, like several other non-canonical historical books. These are considered of historical value, but the Bible is the standard for doctrine. Note there are several books that go by the book of Enoch. Only the one referred to as first Enoch is the true one. Jesus himself referred to the book of Enoch to the Sadducees, confirming its validity in Matthew 22:30, Enoch 15, 6-7. When talking about the angels in heaven, this is a book that we'd be familiar with. The book of Enoch goes into great, very minute detail of the heavenly luminaries, including the sun, moon, the stars, chapters 72 80. Enoch tells us plainly that the stars and wandering stars, planets, are a form of angelic beings, living stones of fire, as described also in the Bible. He tells us that seven of them disobeyed God and left their prescribed course. These are the wandering stars. For this they are punished. Jude 1 13, 1 Enoch 18 12 16 and 24. It's interesting that we have seven planets, so called planets, in our solar system. We've been told that Earth is a planet, but this, of course, is a lie. If you include the other ones, we have the planets. As the ancients knew, these were wandering stars. It's interesting that the book of Enoch explains that the wandering stars have transgressed God's laws and will be punished. They seem to be the ones that orbit in a different way than all the other stars. In 1 Enoch 33, 2-4, I saw the ends of the earth whereon the heaven rests, and the portals of the heaven opened, and I saw how the stars of heaven come forth, and I counted the portals out of which they proceed, and wrote down all their outlets of each individual star by itself, according to their number and their name, their course and their positions, and their times and their marks. As Uriel, the holy angel, was with me, showed me. He showed all things to me and wrote them down for me. Also their names he wrote for me, and their laws, and their companies. First Enoch 33, 2 to 4. Also, and behold, that abyss I saw a place which had no firmament of the heaven above, and no firmly founded earth beneath it. There was no water upon it, and no birds, but it was a waste and horrible place. I saw there seven stars, like great burning mountains, and to me, when I inquired regarding them, the angel said, This place is the end of heaven and earth. This has become a prison for the stars and the host of heaven, and the stars must roll over the fire as they which have transgressed the commandments of the Lord in the beginning of their rising, because they did not come forth at their appointed times. And he was wroth with them, and bound them till their time, when their guilt should be consummated, even for 10,000 years. Now it's interesting, with the book Enoch, explaining 
the wandering stars. We've been told all throughout our life that these are planets. Even our Earth is a planet. It is not. There was the sun, the moon, and also stars. Everything that we see in the sky, other than the sun and the moon, are stars. But the seven wandering stars is where we like to focus the attention. It is incredible to think that the Bible even refers to these living creatures. And all the stars having names and particular set courses they must follow. God not only numbered the stars, but he named them. If you look in the Bible, you'll see when God numbers the grains of sand on the earth, there's no names because they're not living. But the stars are living. This is where we have to look into it for in Revelations 1.20, 2.1, and 3.1. Stars are also specifically used to represent the angels of the seven churches. The book of First Enoch refers to the stars, the sun and the moon collectively, but the moon The Bible describes the stars as stones of fire. As the lies continue with our universe in darkness, how men love darkness, and they would not come into the light. And we know that the space construct is all full of a vacuum, a complete void of light. It's dark. It seems that everything revolves around having the space illuminated in our minds for a specific purpose. To show where we come from and also to hide God from people's eyes as God is not needed when you have a big bang. The seven stars, the luminaries, as we call them, planets, do have, of course, they have transgressed and they are living. This is something that is interesting. This is something we'll have to look into further as we continue to study. Okay, that's uh, videos of the planets lie, fallen angels, inception from our enclosed flat earth. Interesting wandering stars, huh? Now, I understand people say, hey, listen, I looked at the telescope and I know that Saturn, I know I saw a planet. It had rings and it's a circle. Truth, that's all you saw. That's all you saw. You have no idea. Outside of that, what you saw. So, let's see. Hey. There we go again. Thank you, guys, too. Anyways, we'll get back to subject matter. I apologize for that. I don't know how to um, get rid of Mr. Ozzy. He's going to be bothering us for a while until he grows up and moves on. Obviously, he's not who he says he is. You see, just by his reactions, the fact that 
he's harassing my show. My apologies once again to all those who listened to my show or come on and to the chat room. Um, Once again, just to remind you, he's harassing you, not me. I don't pay attention to what he has to say because not what he wants to say. So, Luke, go move on. Move on to your next victim, will you? And get right with the Lord, Savior Jesus Christ. Stop all the cursing and swearing and anger through the delusion. And we'll pray for you, Luke, as I'm praying for you, that you might get yourself a little more uh, sorted and right with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because your faith, once again, is still in, just like what we're talking about here, <clears throat> the kingdom of God on earth. And somehow you think that they're working through the system that you can get rid of uh, the things that you don't agree with. Remember, the prince of this world is, is Satan. God has allowed it. And obviously, you might want to ask yourself, at least, what the Spirit is directing you. It's time to move on. Move on, move on, Luke. But I know you won't. It will take you a long time to move on because you don't know what else to do. But I have a suggestion to start your own show. Just start your own show and just do that. Stop trying to get on everybody else's show and just start on your own show. Just start it and just do that. Obviously, you got time. You got time and somebody's paying you to have time to do what you're doing. One must ask yourself, one must ask, what is driving you, your anger? It must be a sad existence. No, I don't greet a pedophilia. I've done enough shows about it, and anybody who's listened to me knows that I'm against it. And no, I'm against homosexuality, but I also am against all other sexual deviancies and perversions, including fornication, adultery, Etc. Why am I against it? Because my Lord Savior is against it. Please move on for your own sake and your own sanity. Okay, back to this. In these pages, there are many. repetitions, but we offer no apology for them. When, as in the discourse, uh, basic causes are persistently ignored and the basic principles persistently forgotten, it is necessary that they be uh, patiently reiterated until they are understood by at least a few. If if this sounds like uh, contempt, For the average reader, it is only to say that because the object of our revelation is so subtle, it appears to be unreal, even ridiculous, to the unsuspecting 
John Q. Public, we hurriedly inject that it is a the subtle nature that has caused the malignant growth of the most gigantic fraud the world has ever endured. Roman Catholicism in all its forms, in its guises, disguises. All right. And two, if our theme is not repeated over and over again, it cannot in any way overcome years of propaganda in which has instilled into American people a conditioned response when approached with information not in harmony with their limited uh, credibility. A response that blots out all attempts to uh, pierce the set notions of what is or is not the truth concerning the chaotic chaotic world we live in. Even some of the ones who claim that they believe that or what is here set out almost in the same breath declare the exact opposite by their words and deeds as if they had never been exposed to the fact at all. Not being able to grasp the new concept which is the most satanic ever used to destroy destroy a nation and which defies all deceit as the biggest lie in the name of truth of every age. It'll be discovered that the earth is actually flat. (laughs) We realize it's even bigger deceit. And I imagine that's not even the biggest one yet, is it? They uh, tenaciously, even if completely honest, hold on to what has already made an indelible impression upon their minds. For example, the facts contend that so-called communism, which we know was created by Rome and the Jesuits, is only an instrument of the, quote, British Israel, which we know was created by the Jesuits. That it is fed and bred as a coercive force to channel the people in the desired direction, to use the language of British Israel, quote, Russia is God's battle axe to hammer, hammer and sickle in the kingdom of God on earth, end the quote. And of course, once again, the very first time, episode one, I shared with folks, once again, and, um, the image of the Pope receiving uh, receives a statue of the um, hammer, hammer and sickle. On the cross. Now, that was not um, the head of the apostate Southern Baptist Church or the apostate uh, uh, Anglican Church. That was Caesar Maximus, the 
Pope will receive that. <clears throat> and he received it this year prior to his triumphant visit and demonstration of tri triumph when he had the joint session of Congress in the United States government. Um, and, you know, um, what can only say, well, that is what we see. Um, that wasn't the, uh, uh, the, uh, the prime minister of uh, Britain that received that. Correct. So what do we do about that except be honest about things? So I will show this in here. So anyways, as we go along with this Jesuit uh, uh, demonstration of sophistry and casuistry, we'll see clearly that that's what it is. Uh, not being able to grasp the new concept of which the most satanic ever used uh, to destroy a nation and defies all deceit as the biggest lie in the name of truth of every age and tenaciously, even if completely honest, holds on to what has already made an indelible impression upon the minds? For example, the, fact, the facts contend, contend that so-called communism is only an instrument of British Israel, which is only an instrument of Jesuit. The Jesuits, which turns out maybe most likely they're only instruments of the Roman Empire itself, it never left us over the thousands of years. Of all the things that you could think of, of all the institutions that went underground, the one that most went underground was the Roman Empire. To the point that most people think that it was of something from the distant past. That it is a fad or bred as a coercive force to channel the people in the desired direction to use the language of the British Israel Russia is a battle axe to hammer hammer and sickle in the kingdom of God on earth the nature of this decoy of so-called communism created by the Jesuits once again which is a being used by the British Empire, which is controlled by the Jesuits, destroying national states and leaving them in absolute control of the world precludes even honest people with their own track, one-track minds and mundane mentalities from reverting inevitably back to an, quote, anti-communist, and to quote stance as if the sham fiction is a physical law of the universe. They cannot see the, commun the communist versus anti-communism is a hoax. That's a very profound statement. And once again, this is how the Jesuits use, as you know, it's what they don't say. It's so sinister. They don't really tell you who's actually creating all this, truly. They just say it's British. British Israel, 
whatever the hell that is. Excuse my language. Please forgive me. A hoax, uh, hoax as a visible, visible and physical agent provocateur, agent provocateur, something that you would find as a description of the Jesuits, right? Of a much greater invisible power. See, when I'm, I'm, it's clear to me that all these religions, all of it, and all the political institutions are all in bed together. Protestant, Catholic, Jew, um, scientism, um, all these uh, perverted systems, sodomite, the sodomites, etc. They're all working together. So we need to make our decision who we're going to put our faith in. We're going to put our faith in our own wit and might and ability. In the ways of men, are we really going to submit ourselves to the true and living God and worship Him in spirit and truth? But does that come in brick and mortars or in a legal system or on the Internet? But has happened in our own closets, our own prayer closets. Now, we can find truth in the Internet and etc., that certainly can help us to see the world more clearly, but if the Spirit of God is not leading us, we'll be stuck and uh, fixated on one particular issue for the rest of our lives and thinking that the whole world is against us when really we're our biggest enemy. We ourselves alone are our biggest enemy because we reject God. We do. We only have the appearance of it that we are followers, believers. Hey, Luke, if you want to really destroy your enemies, I have a suggestion for you. Instead of using your wit and your own might, why don't you fall on your face and beg for mercy to your Lord and Savior, the true and living God, and ask Him to fight your battles. You'll find a lot of peace of mind, soul, and you can move on. Let God fight your battles if you really believe in Him. And if you don't believe him, then what's your real point? You're only a degree away from the enemy that you live, that you're fighting against. You're not much different. Move on, my friend. Move on. Let me rephrase it because you're not my friend. That's apology. I don't want to be disrespectful to you. Move on, Luke. Give yourself the Word of God. Read it, ponder it, pray about it, think about it. Your battle is so small and so insignificant, just as my battles are. Just as anybody's battles are. 
Put it in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See what may happen. Accept what may happen. Move on. Move on from this. It's not good for you. It's not, you're not even helping the world. You're not even helping your own cause. You're actually making things worse and worse and worse. You're deteriorating. I know this because I've had my own personal battles like this. And how it wears you out, destroys you. It actually destroys you. It really does. Think about it. Really think about it. For once, put your faith in Jesus Christ and not in yourself. And if you can't do that, then start your own show. I'm sure you'll find a lot of people who will listen. Do what I'm doing. Move on. Do do something better, more useful than this. Do something better. You deserve better, really. We all deserve something better. If we want to put our faith and trust in God, and if you don't want to, then you deserve all the misery that you want to conjure up. So, As far as me, I'm not interested anymore. I'm moving on. So, Anyways, um, let's go. Let's see what this to be. Not understanding this, the masses of Americans who are alerted to the chaos in today's world naturally attach, attack the obvious straw man, not realizing and believing that all their efforts towards or against the so-called communist conspiracy with his attendant evils, including Negro, the Negro Revolution, really, the Negro Revolution only adds to deception by leading others to believe in the ills of the world are caused by Russian communists when they are not. They're obviously caused by Rome itself. Let us add that any um, interpretation that the writer is pro-communist is asinine. Our purpose is is to show the true nature of communism. <clears throat> and, of course, you can tell this was 50 years ago because they were using the old Negro Revolution talking about civil rights, right? Social customs, as Americans have been educated... To, un- to understand it, it is a social political phenomenon dedicated to an enforced world slave state, which is, was 50 years ago. Nothing new here, folks. <clears throat> but communism has a dual nature, as we shall show. It has its left-wing so-called atheistic, God-hating side, and it has its right-wing so-called fundamentalistic 
Christianity side and what's the other one called? Um, Revolution theology? What is it? Oh, by the way, all controlled by the Jesuits in Rome. Infiltrated a long, long time ago. Infiltrated. <clears throat> we propose to prove in this text that any true understanding communism must include not only both social political but also the religio religio political. In fact, once again, the spiritual overrides this the temporal and just the whole thing of slash social political and religio political thinks of reminds me of the the, the papal insignia. You know the golden key of ecclesiastical power and the silver key, the uh, temporal power. With that same silver key, you'll find the eagle for the symbol of the NSA carrying. <clears throat> of course, they didn't know about this 50 years ago, but we do now. Um, yes, uh, reduced for clarity, there is a social communism, and there is a spiritual communism. And, w and when the proper analogy is shown, they are one force. Americans are unaware of the existence of this spiritual or Christian communism, and that it is the invisible and permanent phase of the world revolution. And, of course, we know who loves to start revolutions. So it's questionable that they start every revolution like... Uh, like the age, you know, the coadjutor Phelps would say uh, they've certainly been involved in all the big ones, especially the ones that we know of. This spiritual or right-wing communism <clears throat> or Christian communism will be shown as we go on in terms of the judo-Christianity, which is the name for Catholicism, fundamental Christianity, which is Catholicism, world brotherhood, which is Catholicism, uh, millennialism, which is Catholicism, Zionism, which really is Jesuit Catholicism, and other terms which require for their existence what they term a paradise earth with a political theocracy and a natural Messiah, which every single religious movement on the planet is so desired. Because every single organized religion on this world is actually controlled by Satan himself. I know it's a hard pill to, pill to swallow, but think it through and ask some critical questions. Who benefits the most from this? Are they really teaching uh, what our Lord Savior taught? Are they teaching the ways of men with the guise of Christianity? You'll find it's the latter. Therefore, Christianity is uh, political Zionism. 
as expressed by the so-called conservatism, hence our term Christian communism, when referring to the anti-communist patriots. <clears throat> And you'll find that all the anti-communist patriotic movements in the United States over the past 100 years have all been headed up by and influenced and financed by the Jesuits and the Jews and the Protestants and all the other groups because they all work for the same boss. We are, prim- we are primarily concerned with right-wing or Christian communism in the text. this text because it's power and deception to beguile Americans into self-destruction totally within and under the guise of uh, true Christianity. We use quotation marks under the word Christian and many other words and phrases to convey to the reader that said word and phrase has been perverted from its original and true meaning to mean the very opposite. For example, Christian communism is an inherent contradiction because Christian communism is not and applies to the fakery of conservative movement in America, which, of course, Vito is led by Rome. We know this. As I shared with you this evening, the picture of the Pope kissing the cross and the hammer and sickle. The image of the beast. That funny-looking man who wears a dress and slippers and a Jewish beanie cap with a star David on top of it, or whoever, whatever, praying to Lucifer. And they all wandered after the beast, didn't they? They all did. They all did. In the blind anger, frustration. The Roman Empire is a very, very, very brilliant system. And they have really been masterful. They've, you know, pulled all their resources why they even captured China? I find that fascinating. And people don't realize this. Oh, no, China's going to invade America, Australia, whoever. Not really. that China is so indebted to this Babylonian system that what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What will they do? They will do only what they're forced to do. And if anything does happen, I can reassure you, our handlers were the ones who caused it. That's, once again, one more reason to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and not in the ways of man, for they're all folly. Let every man be a liar. God be true. 
the way to go, I think. How then can Christianity be communism? Christianity or fundamental Christianity is promoting a worldwide uh, millennial government of Christ, something that has been the dream of the Roman church for hundreds if not thousands of years. The dream of the Babylonian system. That's been going on for thousands of years. Isn't it? Who else would want such a thing? Who else has craved it and desired it? With the satanic system that we all live under, all of us. At this point, no exception. There's no exception on the planet, and if it probably always has been that way, to be quite frank with you. Who said uh, my kingdom is not of this world? And fundamental Christians is a political religion designed to deceive Americans into a world government at the expense of the national sovereignty of the United States. Communism is a world state. Fundamental Christianity is a world state. Catholicism is a world state. They're all part of the same world state. Therefore, our term Christian communism for, of course, the term Christian communism without the quotes it self-contradictory, but no less so than the millions of Americans who are under the spell of false patriotism. And this is true, because what they won't do, they're not going to touch this, but I'll tell you. America, along with Australia, along with New Zealand, along with South Africa, along with all the other, uh, Canada, we're all part of the British Commonwealth, one way or the other. We're, we're at the very minimum that we're still British colonies and part of the British Empire, and we know once again, and I will be sickeningly redundant about this because I really want to get it through to everyone's head who may listen to us. Rome is subservient, uh, excuse me, Britain is subservient to Rome. Treaty of 1213 has that has still been honored. Nothing has changed. Just as this country, United States of America, or the corporation, United States of America, United States, is under the treaty still of 18, of 1783, or the Treaty of Paris, where the King of England dictated the terms. The supposed loser to the Revolutionary War. Once again, all the things I'm hearing has been uh, quite viral going on. There's some uh, propagandas uh, on the RT, Russian TV, television. Of course, we know they are part of the same empire as the rest of us, and it's uh, just a big farce. America against Russia, and everyone's, you know, they're saying that what happened in France is all Americans' fault. It's America's fault. It's America's fault. It's America's fault. It's America's fault. But you remember, 
over and over again, I will tell you, America is subservient to Britain, and Britain is subservient to Rome. So in reality, it's the Roman Empire's fault. It's the Satanic Empire's fault. And the moment we can figure this one thing out, that there never was a Cold War, there never has been, for 200 plus years, there's been the American-Russian corporation. Look it up yourself. You're going to realize that America and Russia have never been at war with each other. In fact, what's going on in Syria is just America right now is overwhelmed with everything. And it stretched itself to the limit as it was designed to happen. And now Russia is taking over the role of being the bully in the Middle East. Under the guise of taking on America. Now, when we look at modern Christianity and communism, com, yeah, was it communism or whatever they call it, communitarianism or whatever it is, that's been around for such a long time. The problem is the average person has no idea what they're doing when they walk into those doors on a Sunday or Saturday. They think they're just there to worship God or to socialize, to be part of something. But remember, all empires and all governments, they offer up only one thing, institutions that indoctrinate you. They're not there to free you. In our Constitution, you don't have the right to own property. You have the right of happiness. And in a day, if the ruling majority want to be a bunch of pedophiles, apparently they have that right to be pedophiles under the Constitution. Or homosexuals. Sodomites. And as a follower of the way, the truth, and life, guess what? I've discovered something. It's none of my business. My business is to follow Jesus Christ. It's not to change anything. When one looks at the sodomite marriage, all that is is a license. And what do dogs get? They get a license. In truth, the sodomites didn't gain any freedom. They lost even more freedom. Just as the quote-unquote Christians or the believers of the kingdom of God on earth have been doing all along. The contradictions are very overwhelming and profound. The hypocrisy is beyond measure. Yes, every man is a liar, said God. And this book in particular, the Jesuits or the uh, anonymous author, whoever it may be, is a liar. And even a liar will tell you truth and mix it with error, right? That's what they do. The best, the best, lie, the best lies are the ones are the biggest or the ones that have the most truth. 
For the first time in the history of the world has an empire of men sought to make itself God. Huh? What a bunch of nonsense that one was. What happened to the Dark Ages? What happened to Rome and Empire? What happened to the Caesar Ma- Maximus? Maximus Caesar, whatever the heck he's called. The Pope. Really? But this is the first time men sought to make itself God, really. How many empires in the history of man have the men of a particular empire sought to make themselves God? Uh, More than you could ever imagine or count. The British Empire has successfully acquired the world. Has it? Which it runs via masonry and rogue scholars. Now, Now, this is a true statement in the sense that, yes, the British Empire uses masonry. And we know, of course, we know about the Scottish Freemasonry, and we know about the Rhodes Scholars. And they certainly use these institutions in their commonwealths and in their jurisdictions of authority and influence. But we also know that there, once again, the head Freemason is the Black Pope, and that all of Rome, all the British Empire is controlled by the Jesuits of Rome. This has been going on for hundreds of years, folks. Even prior to the uh, Revolutionary War, when the black pope, the Jesuit general Lorenzo Ricci, showed up on our on the shores of the, I shouldn't say our shores, but their shores, and the North America and created the fixed state, nation, corporation called the United States. And one, and this, by the way, I've tried to get a hold of uh, Justin about that. Oh, by the way, Justin is engaged. Hooray, I'm so happy for her. That's really cool. That might help her a little bit. She got engaged, she's engaged to a young man that looks you know, like they're going to be a beautiful couple. So she's a very smart gal. So I'm glad I've learned to respect others and women, and just leave things be, and follow the way, the truth, and life, and be a decent father. My life is so much more peace. I have a, a friend of mine. I won't mention his name, but uh, he's back in the dating scene, and he's going right back to making the same old mistakes that all other men who don't have God in their their life. And he's messing around with uh, a woman who's married and and, um, just has this desire to get a stinger soaked in honey and does not thinking straight. I was trying to explain to him the fallacy of his, uh, of his, of his decisions here and how that uh, what was, this, this is this is going to be bad for all concerned. A man should put his trust in the Lord and Savior and not in his uh, trouser snake. Really. 
um, women and folks, especially when we start breathing the book of Jasper, we talk about what they expected from women. It's the same thing today. Um, women are very good, useful. They're, you know, they develop the skill of manipulation, and they use that very well. I told him, I said, you know, before I came to the Lord and all that, I said, you know, there was a time before when I was healthy, you know, if I wanted to, you know, I could have had a different woman every week, every day, probably. Not because it was all that couple of stud or anything, but because I just understood how corrupt this, the world I live in is and the biggest, the easiest woman to bag is actually a married woman in America or Australia or the Roman Empire for that matter because they'd lack the spirit of God in them. At best, they're phony Christians. At best, they're full of moral platitudes and self-righteousness, but in reality, they're walking bags of hormones, just like everyone else without the Spirit of God in them. And a lot of married women are very easily bedded. In fact, they crave a lot of them without God, you know, the desire for um, the pursuit, so... It's really quite sad. Now, I'm not judging the guy because I understand where he's at. and It's not my place to judge. All I can say is I can just warn him and say, listen, <laughs> there is recompense to be paid for your sexual deviancy. By the way, this is, you know what? It is just as bad. Whether the world sees it that way or not, it is just as bad as being a pedophile, to being an adulterer in the eyes of God. Still a sin. And the consequences that happen, it ruins marriages. It ruins relationships. Any hope for a marriage to peel and grow and mature, it ruins families. I don't want anything to do with it. It's bad enough that I'm going to have to raise my son alone, a single father, for as long as God allows it. It's bad enough. It's hard enough on him. It's hard enough on me. It's really hard. It's hard to do the right thing. It's much easier to um, just be a jerk and take on the world and blame everybody for my problems. Instead of looking myself in the mirror and accepting that I'm a sinner and that I need a savior and that I need help, help. And I can't find it in this world. And to submit oneself to the one and true, the living God. And allow him to be God, regardless of what happens. And that all glory belongs to him, 
and I would be so lucky if in the end of the day that I could be in any way glorifying to him in any way. I doubt that it will happen, but if it does, regardless if it does, he's still God. Regardless of what happens in my life and whether tragedy happens more, which it probably will, he's still God. Whether I'm driven out into the street under a cardboard box, living a cardboard box, he's still God. He's still God. And I'm not. I'm nothing, really. I'm really nobody. So anyways, they harness their mad drive to dominate the world to the Jews' religion of an earthly kingdom and a natural Messiah. <clears throat> that's Judeo-Christianity, that's Roman Catholicism, and that's all her daughter churches. And along with the synagogue is Satan, which basically is the whole thing. I guess my, my conclusion at this point, all of it's all part of the synagogue of Satan. It doesn't matter. It's the Jews. No, it's the Anglican Church. No, it's the Roman Catholics. No, it's the Protestants. No, it's the Muslims. No, it's the Hindus. No, it's the it's the communists. No, it's the it's the fascists. No, it's the capitalists. No, it's the anarchists. No, it all comes from the same source. Satan. You understand? Ways and men are fallacy. And men's systems and legal systems and everything else, and you can learn all you want, and I think it's probably a good idea to understand it. But it's not going to save you. In this life, it's definitely not going to save you in the afterlife. Russian communism is, is specifically a visible revolutionary force of a greater and more sinister, invisible spiritual revolutionary force, namely Jesuit-controlled British Israel and the Jesuit Roman Catholic-controlled British Empire. Our contention, as the facts will show, that to fight communism, the agent, instead of British imperialism, the master, is an exercise of futility, like the book, Futility, written by Roman Catholic, predicting in detail 14 years earlier the sinking of the Titanic, even mentioning the name of the boat and where it would be sunk. It's really important to try to study as much as you can about history so when you're reading something, you actually know what you're reading. It'd be fascinating some, maybe someday in the future to read this book again, maybe 10 years from now, if I could stomach it. And the only reason I'm doing this time is, once again, to demonstrate Jesuit sophistry and casualty. Well, maybe the next time that we read this book, I will once again go over... Jesuit sophistry and casuistry. Oh, it's in my head. That's getting dead. dying on me. Okay. Uh, our 
contentions, as the facts will show, that to fight communism is to fight Catholicism, the agent instead of British imperialism, the master, which, of course, controlled by the Jesuits, as an exercise of futility, and needlessly to say, it was planned that way. Since Russian communism is only a decoy for treason and temporary use, a few final, finally come to see the anti-communism, which is also a decoy for treason, promotes the same goals of communists simply by being hoodwinked into the mythical fraud. The, the, it causes honest people by their uh, zealousness to center their attention on Russian communism instead of Jesuit, Roman-controlled British imperialism, which is the source and the foundation of communism. Because political and spiritual, both political and spiritual, excuse me. Therefore, we can't kill the supposed monster by continuing to revive it. <laughs> we can't condemn it and yet embrace it. We must understand it, for we cannot destroy with one hand what the other hand continues to build. So goes the communist versus the anti-communist hoax. We are concerned that Americans be alerted to the domin uh, dominion over their minds, which has been brought about under the auspices of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the society of Jesus. The SJs, the Jesuits. Jesuits. But which is, in reality, a crude barbarism. So uh, uniformed and irresistible is this force that its victims promote its success and obey all its commands to their uttermost ruination. <clears throat> Sounds like the Knights of Malta to me. And now the other knighthoods. And the Jesuits. And everything else that's part of this satanic system. Why should it be unthinkable that in a space-age technology, was right there, they're delusional, a space-age technology, which we're now learning finally after 50 years that we never went to space, that we can't go to space, there's something blocking us. They're trying to tell us it's the Van Allen belt, when in reality it's the firmament or something like that. There's something in the way that we learn about in the Word of God So there is no such thing, once again, as space-age technology. This is how delusional this author is, or most likely delusional, but there might be this slim chance they really do know what's going on, and they're just promoting more Jesuit sophistry, casualty. 
So anyways, why should it be unthinkable that in a space age technology that never really has existed, that mind control propaganda is also a technological advancement? Now think about the contradiction to that statement and that question. To assume the one that there's such a thing as space age technology and then to say that that mind control propaganda is also a technical advancement, could it not be that the space age technology is actually part of the mind control propaganda? That's actually what they're really saying is the technical advancement is their ability to mess with our minds to the point that we believe what we see. The imagery on television and in internet and in books that when to this point we can't tell the difference between a photograph and a painting. A painting and a photograph, a photograph, a photograph and reality. I argue that is the case. One who's an artist, I recognize the ability that so many artists are. If you look at... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Walt Stickles sent uh, an email, maybe to anybody else in my listening to the show got it as well, of um, the new, uh, that, that new um, game. Um, there, I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you folks if anybody's still there. I don't know. Anyways, this whole thing about this, uh, you know, colonizing a planet and uh, terra firma, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, how, um, yes, is uh, Anno 2015, I'll send you the YouTube. And look how advanced, this, this is just the public access to this. Look how brilliantly they're getting this as far as the video games, how they look at this point. And ask yourself now, look at the uh, planets. This subject helped me find some needed information tonight. Okay, yeah, no problem. So we look at this YouTube and um, from Walt, and just look how advanced just a video game is getting to the point now where you can build old civilizations and wars and Anno uh, 2205 Arctic trailer. I believe this is a video game. And I was promoting this whole idea. I was promoting this whole idea of space technology and, and, and exploration. Yet none of us have ever seen anything of with our own naked eyes, or even anything that's real, photographically. So let's see. Well, we don't even really, really got that far in this. Well, we did read quite a bit, so we started reading the book of Jasher, Jasher, 
and um, learn a little bit about the stars and what they most likely are. Interesting about the stars and these roaming stars that they call planets, and they're all named after Roman and Greek gods, which in reality are Babylonian gods, which in reality are most likely fallen angels, as the names are. But these roaming stars, when we look at it and we say, through a telescope, we say, oh, I see Saturn. You see something that we call Saturn, and it definitely has a ring, and it's a circle, but you cannot, for the life of you, in the court of law, prove that it is actually a planet, or even a gaseous planet. The things that are going to be revealed in the next five years are going to be phenomenal, and they're not going to be happening from the mainstream media. I don't know really if they're really going to shut down the Internet. It's almost like they have an obligation before they lay the hammer down on all of us that they tell us the truth and those who are driven by the Spirit of God to know that truth. With the hope that maybe some of that will be passed on to others. But one thing is for certain, NASA is of Satan just as all these other false religions are. This is communism is. This is Catholicism is. This is universalism is. Just as the ecumenical movement is. Just as this uh, new world order that's been, been talked about now for 200 years by the Jesuits in Rome. Just as the uh, British Empire has been Just as this world has been, if it wasn't, if it, you know, God predicted this, and God made other plans and said it was going to be, uh, you know, the uh, the folks, the indigenous people from Australia and from South America that were going to rule the world. That's the way it would be, but that's not how we planned it out. It's all in His hands, and this whole thing about white supremacy is utter nonsense, which is another reason why I don't really want to deal with the topic matter and with Luke. Not that I hate the man personally, but I don't. I hate the whole agenda. I don't believe, I told this man I don't believe in white supremacy. I don't believe in it. I don't believe that white people are any better than anybody else. I think they have been chosen. You know, we talk about this whole thing of the divine right to rule. And I wanted to just pre- present an argument to you. When we talk about the divine right to rule in these monarchies and these governments, knowing that Satan, well, the thing he could offer to our Lord and Savior was the kingdoms of this world. Who gives these men and women the right to, to, to rule? Who gives them their divine right to rule? I argue with you that it's a lie that it's actually our Heavenly Father and our Lord and Savior that gives them that right. I believe it's Satan himself that gives him that right. So when you hear this whole thing about the divine right to rule, don't be too impressed by it. Not only is it a form of manipulation and mind control that make you more subservient to them, which you wouldn't have much of a choice anyways because they got the bigger sticks. 
But the fact of the matter is, I think it's part of this recompense, this judgment on mankind that God just handed them over to Satan, thanks to the fall. And nothing's changed. Yes, Satan is the one who has the divine right to rule. God allowed it. And you might say, well, why is God allowing that? And you have a very good question there. And I think we really need to look this through and thoroughly look this through. And just don't jump on and latch on to the first thing that we hear, like, oh, Eve had sex with the devil and therefore had Cain. And, and Let's just think all this through. Let's just don't jump on that. It's just like this whole flat earth thing. I spent months on this before I finally said, okay, it's true. I I really did. It's been a year of I've been in and out researching it, studying it, thinking about my own personal experience, seeing if the mathematics actually work, and it doesn't. So when we get back with this, uh, tomorrow hopefully we'll have an interview with um, Chris Kindle. That should be interesting. We'll probably talk more about such things. He talked about in his show last night about divine right to rule and all that kind of stuff, and people did all their philosophical arguments and trying to rationalize and trying to make it all um, uh, something more than it actually is. So It's human nature to do so, especially when you don't really believe in the Word of God. Uh, you don't really want to believe it. Who does? Who really wants to believe in the Word of God? Because if you think about it in a day, it's really condemning to all of us. The other thing is, too, I really do believe that some of these things, like the the, the book of Enoch and the book of Jasher, Jasher were taken out of uh, the, canonical, the, uh, the canonical scripture the biblical quote scripture so that you could not truly understand. Because if you really do honestly read the Torah and you really do read the Old Testament, I was talking to this about this with somebody today. And I said, really, if I'm really honest, but I'm reading the book of Jeremiah and if I if I'm being intellectually honest to myself and to God, I don't really understand what I'm reading. There's a lot of war and bloodshed and there's a lot of glorification of it. Why is that? What's missing in it? And I know people say, well, you're, what you're just trying to say is this is not the Word of God. Well, you know what? It can still be. This is how the satanic system works. There's law reversal is probably a part of it. And the other thing is not what they say or what they share. It's what they're not saying and what they're not sharing. And it's interesting that during about the same time that the Reformation was happening and the Counter-Reformation, a lot of these extra-biblical texts were being thrown out that denied us a better understanding of what the heck we were reading. And if no one else is going to say it, I'm going to say it, and you can accuse me all you want that I don't have the Spirit of God in me, and at the end of the day, you might be right. Maybe that's what really takes it. takes an amazing thing. But you know what? I don't buy it. Every single person that accused me of not having the Spirit of God in me turn out to be a, full of crap themselves. 
You know what the Spirit of God in you says? You know what it is? You, you show, demonstrate enough humility to say, you know what, I really don't know what I'm talking about. I need some help. I need some proof, some evidence. Help me out. Help me to understand this issue. Help me understand the world. Help me understand the cosmology over my head. Please, God, help me out. Please, God, help me out to understand the Old Testament. Please, help me understand Genesis. And don't trust anybody who says, well, by the way, I had a dream last night. We all have dreams. Unless you're one of those amazingly pure vessels chosen of God, your dreams mean absolutely nothing. Most likely are actually being influenced by other things other than God. Let's get real and honest about it. So help me out, God. As unworthy as I am to understand what's going on. As unworthy as I am to understand what's going on in Paris or what's going on in uh, my own life or what's going on in my own soul or what's going on in my own head, what's going on in the Word of God, what's going Help me to truly understand it. Help me to be humble for once enough to actually learn something that's real. Please, for once, take away the deception. Take away the deception. Free me from bondage to self. Free me from the bondage of the satanic system that I live under. It's overwhelming. And I have to tell you, there's an awful lot of people out there that present themselves as angels of light and representatives of Jesus Christ or anything but. One of the final ways of figuring out that they're not is all the endless prophesied and and prognosticating and um, the lies and lies and the more lies. Just tell me the truth. Is it really that bad? If I can't handle it, God, give me the ability to handle it. Truth really is a lonely warrior. And really, we have to really make a decision. Do we really love the truth enough? Do we really love the way, the truth, and the life? Do we really want it? Or will we be easily uh, misled by such propaganda as the Union Jack? It looks suspiciously like once again, the courtyard there in the Basilica there in the Vatican. Doesn't it? The sun wheel? The double cross? And every other things that it might just be. Instead of buying into the us and them argument, why don't we just buy into the Jesus Christ argument? And if we can't, we ask for abiding faith and we ask for understanding. Can we not recognize that we're all full of crap? That every man's a liar? That since we're little children, we've been fed one lie after another. I look at my own son and I don't know what to do, God. I don't know what to do. If you say, well, read the Bible, okay. 
God, help me to be a good father. Help me to teach my son the truth. And help me to teach him the skills necessary to know the truth and navigate in a world full of lies and liars. Help him not to be one and not be punished by it all. Maybe I can help somebody else's son or help them help their son or daughter. Really. Because there's so many lies out there. It's really heartbreaking. Many of those lies are being pushed and perpetuated by well-intended men and women who mean well, who believe in their lies, just as I have, and you have, and all have. It's heartbreaking. But there is truth, and it's out there to be found. We put our faith in it first. When we get back to this, probably, which would be Friday night, we'll be on page 40, and we'll go more. We'll learn a little bit more. Maybe we'll uh, uh, look at a few more things. Maybe we'll study a little bit about their production camps that are created by the Jesuits. Uh, we'll look at uh, maybe the Protestants' role in all this stuff. Please remember um, when the, the annihilation of all the Native Americans on the Western quote-unquote Western Hemisphere, which turns out not to be a Western Hemisphere at all, but uh, what we know is the Americas. Well, unfortunately, we have to deal with the reality that a lot of our Protestant forefathers, quote-unquote Protestants, were right there with all the rest of them, butchering and killing the savages. Isn't this fascinating how the um, the kingdom of God on earth actually turns man into savage. Isn't it fascinating when you abuse the actual gospel and try to turn it into the kingdom of uh, of God, this millennialism, this divine right to rule thing, that it actually turns you into more. This is maybe what he's talking about, you know, you... You cast out the one demon, and then you end up having seven more worse than the first, can you? Uh, these Luciferians and the Satanists know the Bible so well that they know how to use it to manipulate the masses to believe they're following Christ when they're not. These are important questions to really deal with. Whether they make us unpopular or not really doesn't matter. Because do you really want to be popular in a world of liars? Do you really want to be part in there? I mean, a lot of people really do want that. They see the gain and the advantage of it. In fact, the better the deceiver, the liar are, and with a smile on your face, a manipulator, the con artist, the more it seems you rise to the top.
what a cesspool it is. And it's all between our ears that that cesspool is and what comes out of our mouths. Anyways. Yeah, it says here, the historic leading, leading, uh, the effects of anti-Christian doctrines, which are, in effect, leading the people away from the historic Christian faith, of course, we're talking about Catholicism, without their being aware, could Satan find a better place than within the church to install his heresy, Catholicism, people's sort of think of their churches as untouchable and uncorruptible, ivory towers where evil fears to enter, evil has entered, all of them. And with that, I say God bless you and good night. And hopefully folks will join me tomorrow. And hopefully Chris will as well. God bless and take care. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.